Welcome to the Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts. We are your international headquarters for resources and ideas and insight in relation to the nine elements of holistic wellness. Join us as we interview local and international wellness experts and learn how you can implement and improve one element or dimension of wellness at a time. Our experts will share their practical tips on wellness in one of these core areas. Emotional, intellectual, occupational, physical, environmental, financial, spiritual, social, or habitual. We created our family of podcasts as a resource for anyone who is looking to integrate the nine elements of holistic wellness into their daily lives. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, I have Whitney Coburn with me. Whitney, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you, who you are, and what you do? Hi, Jeff. Thank you so much. I am a dating and relationship expert and a coach. I help single people successfully navigate the world of modern dating today. And would you like to hear a little bit more about my background and how I came to be? Yes. Yes. Uh, Why is uh, why did you become uh, this master coach and um, why is it important for you to help singles? Well, the story really begins when I was quite young in middle school, I knew that I wanted to be a counseling therapist. And so I studied psychology in college. But when I was 23 years old and about to become a psychologist, I had this epiphany that people don't change unless they want to change. And it could be very frustrating to try to show people the path. And I also thought at 23, what life experience do I have? to be telling anybody how to live. That's what I was thinking about it at the time. And so I changed my career trajectory, went into business, went into talent acquisition and recruiting, worked my way up for 13 years, gained a lot of life experience on the way. I had my son at 24. I struggled in relationships badly. I had all the bad habits, bad patterns, accepting crumbs, not standing up for myself, people pleasing, desperation. I tried dating a lot, had many relationships, many failed relationships. And it was when I was about 30 that I found this coach online that really changed my life. My energy shifted. I learned so much about masculine and feminine energies and polarity, communication. And that's when I attracted my husband. And uh, sadly, my husband passed away uh, five years after we got together. So again, I was single and um, I really didn't want to go back to the corporate grind and be at work all day long and be away from my son and I just decided to make a massive change. And I'm so glad I did. Now, uh, I became a matchmaker, which was this blend of this recruiting experience that I had been gaining throughout my career, plus the psychology aspect that I was really passionate about. So I became a matchmaker and that was super fun. I have clients that are married now that I set up that I keep in touch with. I matched myself during that time and I've been (laughs) with my partner now for um, five years about. 
And, uh, but I had some clients that I could set them up on dates and it still wasn't working out. There was a lot more going on under the surface. And so that's what I got really curious about. I got my coaching certification. I trained with feminine embodiment experts and all kinds of different uh, experts to get the expertise that I have. And so I started coaching people who are single and dating and going through the process. I still work with a matchmaking company now as the coach. So I help people with the internal work and the practical skills that it takes to really open up to a relationship because in 2023, it has gotten so hard out there to date, to be vulnerable, to uh, create authentic relationships. I mean, it's not only difficult, but it's scary out there. And so I'm super passionate about helping people to make that the best experience that they can and get the best results out of it. Well, and to me, it's interesting. And, and I hear a lot of my journey in you. And um, first of all, I'm sorry for the loss of your husband. I know that's um, definitely going to shape you. Um, but I find it fascinating that 23, you looked at the world and said, what the hell do I know? Um, you know, and then, you know, I find it fascinating because you deal with intimate relationships. I deal with business relationships and it's equally, you know, there, there's that coaching element because you can bring two people together that you think, you know, this, you've done their everything and the stars align and they should be perfect. And then there's this awkward, what the hell did I do moment? <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, it's up to them to, you know, take action and make things happen. You can only set it up. You can't do it for them, right? Now, and, and I'll share with you, Whitney, and then I, I really want to get into 2023 and what's going on today. Um, I used to jokingly use the title that I was a corporate matchmaker, and I had a client. I brought him a bunch of clients. I helped him build his network, and then he came to me, and he said, Jeff, I just have one complaint. Um, you haven't set me up on a single date yet, and I was like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> So some people can be very literal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That's really funny. <laughs> so you, you are um, guiding people and, and coaching them. Um, what's unique in 2023? You know, you, you've mentioned, um, you know, I, I remember back in the day, you know, school dances and, you know, people still met and married their high school sweethearts. Um, it seems like we've probably gotten away from that in the last 40, 50 years. But what's going on in the in the dating world today? And we're going to focus hopefully on what's working right now. Yeah. So the two biggest things are technology. You cannot avoid talking about technology when you talk about dating and relationships today. And the other is that our society has just been evolving to be so much more independent. And there's so many people now that are not prioritizing a relationship and not prioritizing love. And it's just like a nice to have and not a requirement. And so it just falls to the bottom of the priority list again and again and again. And from a practical standpoint, it seems to make sense and people are getting ahead in their careers and women are much more independent and but at the end of the day 
your job and your money are not going to keep you warm at night. And there's a lot of people that just end up unfulfilled and not feeling, you know, great. And I get a lot of clients that are later in life, 40s, 50s, 60s, that have never had love before. And so those are the two biggest challenges. And technology has really changed things because we've had online dating now for more than 20 years, more than 20 years. There used to be a bit of a stigma where people didn't really want to go online because they had certain connotations associated with it. But nowadays, almost anyone and everyone who's been single in the last few years has at least tried online dating. Now, I guess the, the you and I, we talked a little bit about before we started recording about building those authentic relationships. Um, so what's the trend? What are you seeing in online dating? Um, you know, and, and this is me on the outside looking in, um, you know, looking at, I'm going to say fake book because I, I feel like every, everything on there is fake. You know, everybody is, is got this poster life that they're trying to live up to. Um, can you have an authentic relationship with somebody that you've met, you know, on a site where arguably you're putting your best foot forward? I'm going to understate that. Well, dating has always been putting your best foot forward. Right. It, it always has been. But yeah, technology has changed it. And what I see is the biggest problem is imagine if you go online, you are opening yourself to the general public. Right. It's not that you have this filtered group of people that feel safe, that are friends of friends, that you know you're going to have things in common with. It's just completely random. And there's so much possibility in that and there's a greatness in that you could match with somebody that you would never meet otherwise and thank goodness for that opportunity however there's also a ton of let's just say unhealthy people and relationships that come from that and so nowadays everybody is really guarded everyone's looking for red flags everyone's looking for the narcissist everyone is protecting themselves so not only are we putting our best foot forward and you know using our best pictures using filtered pictures which is a big no-no don't ever put filtered pictures of yourself online don't use pictures that are more than three years old please um, there's catfishes there's all of this stuff where you're not meeting an authentic person you're meeting some version that this person has created and so everyone's really guarded and that just doesn't work for relationships. One of my favorite books that I recommend to my clients and to people that are dating is called Deeper Dating by Ken Page. And it's really about dropping the games, the seduction games, the alpha male games, all of this, like trying to impress everyone and really being authentic and being vulnerable. And people don't realize today that there is so much power in your vulnerability. If you show up as a real person, you're much more likely to meet a real person and be able to create a real authentic relationship. 
but that is really scary because you're putting yourself out there to the general public and all of these other fears and things that could go wrong. And people are very sensitive today. They're easily offended. They're easily triggered. They've been hurt before. So, you know, all of this coming together is just creating um, quite a lot of miserable dating experiences. Wow, you really sugarcoat it. I love it. Um, <laughs> and, and I know you're, you're saying these things. I, I assume that, that we're going to talk about some solutions because I think, you know, it is easy to see that the doom and gloom, but in that, I think there's hope as well because otherwise you would have given up and you'd be doing something totally different. So tell me, um, let, let's start with the technology and then let's get to the actual relationship piece because I, I think um the the lessons you're going to share with with my audience are going to apply in in all realms of personal relationships but what are some of your top tips for online dating to make sure you're getting the results so number one is that the whole purpose of online dating is to meet someone in person right let's just like that's so basic and so simple but a lot of people are not meeting in person and they're trying to determine whether this person is a fit before they've even met them and they're trying to go deep into the conversation and it just it's it's silly it's kind of a waste of time because until you meet the person see them face to face feel their energy see their body language there's not a lot that you can you really can't make that decision until you meet someone. And so if we were to compare this to business, let's say that you were looking for a job or you're an entrepreneur and looking for clients. If you only go after four clients or four companies and then there, none of them work out, are you gonna just quit and be totally depressed and feel like you're such a loser? No, you're gonna keep going. And so that's one of the primary practical lessons when it comes to online dating is you need to meet many people and take your time. You do not know if someone's a fit on the first date or second date. You might think you know, and people talk about love at first sight, but you don't know that person. And I think we all have an ex that we thought was amazing at one point, and then months or years into the relationship, we came to see their true colors and realize, oh my goodness, this is not the person for me. And I think people forget that now because we're so used to instant gratification. And as soon as you think of something, you search it up and you can buy it immediately or find that information immediately. And so we've lost a lot of our patience when it comes to dating. And we just want to meet someone that is perfect right from the beginning or that we have this amazing connection right from the beginning and i've seen this working as a matchmaker also that people just want this chemistry and this spark and that's something we have to create you don't just find love it's not waiting for you under a rock and you just turn it over and go oh my gosh i found love like no you have to create it and take time to build it and nurture it and it will go through ups and downs. Um, and so this is all very practical advice that I give to people. And a lot of times it's easier said than done. 
because there's a lot of foundational work that that we need to do within ourselves to heal and open up and get comfortable in our own skin accept ourselves right if you have a bad relationship with yourself if you're constantly judging and criticizing and berating yourself and oh you know mad about the weight you've gained or whatever then you are likely to bring that into a relationship and either be super judgmental of others because you're judgmental of yourself or to have this low self-esteem going into these relationships and attracting people that will take advantage of you so there's many steps to uh, this healing process to be able to date in an effective way I love that. And I think um, I heard it well put Two half people don't make a whole person, you know, if you're not. And, and what I'm hearing in, in what you're talking about is that, you know, we need to do the work ourselves. We need to be, you know, because if we have that baggage, you know, we bring in the, the anger, the resentment, the triggers, we need to be okay being okay. And you know, it's interesting because a friend of mine who introduced us, Esther, she does a lot of networking and that was her big aha moment was that good networkers are very self-aware. You know, we're, we're looking for connection rather than looking for, for dissension. You know, we're trying to, to build a relationship and we're looking for common ground. We're only able to do that because we've done the work internally. So I, I find it absolutely just fascinating how your world of, of singles and matchmaking in the in the personal space ties over into the world of business um and, and i think that's a good lesson is we need to do the work ourselves now l let's talk about some of that work because i think that's the reason people you know if, if it was as simple as just meeting a whole bunch of people you know tinder kind of covers that um you know i'm sure amazon's going to come out with a branch where you know your perfect mate can be delivered at some point um you know i'm sure google has an algorithm um but what are some of the things you work with your people on? Because I, I'm going to guess it's not just as simple as A, meet B, live happily ever after. Right. I tried that in the beginning when I became a matchmaker. I was like, oh, my gosh, I got it. This person and this person, they're going to be great. It's going to be. And, you know, I it, it didn't always work out. So um, we so I have over the past several years of, of working in this field and this industry combined with my own personal experience and the experience of all the friends and family that I talk to who have gone through it, I've broken it down into three steps. And I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, three simple steps to find your love. <laughs> like that's clickbait. And I know, but it's three steps that are pretty involved. And the first step is to know and love yourself deeply. Most of us think that we love ourselves, but if you really break it down to a relationship, right? When you, your relationship with yourself sets the tone for all the other relationships in your life. How do you treat yourself? Do you prioritize yourself? Do you take care of yourself? Do you speak with kindness and encouragement to yourself? Do you tear yourself down? All of these habits will 
attract a partner that also usually treats you in that way, or you will treat others in that way. And we're usually our own worst critic. So it can be really bad. And I help people, I help to illuminate this because for many people, they don't even realize it. We're so busy going through our day, taking care of our to-do list, our tasks, taking care of other people that we don't even realize. I remember years ago, I was doing similar work with a therapist and I realized that when I got really frustrated with myself, I was actually saying, I hate you to myself. And I didn't even know it until I started to really pay attention and think about it. So we need to know our strengths, our weaknesses, who we are at our core, our essence, and who we are when we're stressed and tired and angry and who we go into in our coping mechanisms, you know, because your coping mechanisms are not necessarily who you are. They're just habits and patterns that we have. So, so that, that is so important to have this self-awareness and self-love. So that's step one. Step two is releasing what is not serving you. So, we've all been hurt before we all have memories of that pain from our past whether it's our childhood past relationships and we often build up these walls so it's important that we begin to dive into what's beneath our conscious mind and realize in the unconscious or subconscious what's driving our behaviors and that's really hard to do by yourself um, it's like when you're in the forest, you can only see the trees, you can't see the forest. So this is why it's helpful to have a coach, a therapist, even a best friend, a trusted advisor, someone that can help you to see the bigger picture and see what you're doing because fear will run your life if you let it. And most people are afraid to even look at their fears, right? Fear of abandonment, fear of getting sucked in and absorbed by this other person. There's so many different fears that people have and you want to pay attention to those fears. You want to get to know those fears. It's kind of like being in a haunted house and <laughs> dating is just like, ah, oh, and it's dark and it's scary. And every step you take, you're very trepidatious and, and everything is a surprise right someone goes to you and you have no idea why well working with me is like turning the lights on in the haunted house and then all of a sudden you start to see people for who they are and see these patterns and recognize how what you do is affecting your dating life right recognizing your own patterns and breaking through those patterns and realizing where your limiting beliefs are that are holding you back and not allowing you to um, really see the full potential and possibility. So that's step two. And then step three is learning the right dating skills. So it's interesting, when I first started doing this, I thought I could just jump right in and be like, well, you need to do this and have this kind of profile and talk like this. But I've I learned over the years that we have to first prepare ourselves to be able to do that. And then at the third step, we can really uh, learn the practical skills and then implement them. And when you go through the steps, when you're already prepared for that, um, it works. And 
it, I've seen it work for people. I've seen them enjoy dating again, have fun with it, meet their partner, get engaged. I have clients getting married. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I love the 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 three steps, and and I also really like the fact that you caution us and say it's not three easy steps, but it is three important steps. And I, I think a lot of people want the easy fix. You know, it's it's kind of like that instant gratification. Um, you know, the the high sugar calorie empty relationship that feels good in the moment, but leaves us a little less than, you know, after the fact. So um, my big takeaway in all of that, and I think this is a lesson in life, is if you don't know who you are, how can you have an authentic relationship with another person? So yeah. Absolutely. You'll be afraid to let your true self be seen because if you don't like your true self, you're going to be afraid for someone else to see your true self. And that really is what love is. Love is feeling deeply seen and known and heard by another person um, at the most basic <laughs> definition of it. You know, love is an action, love is a verb. We have to nurture and water our love and it can be damaged by betrayal and all these other things. But really feeling loved by someone is feeling like this person sees me and knows me and knows all of me and still likes me and accepts me. And so yeah. that's what makes us really feel loved. And most of us don't love ourselves at that level. Yeah. I think that there's a saying, and I, I'm going to get it wrong, but basically, you know, there's immature love where we love someone in spite of our flaws. Um, but true love is when you love someone because of their flaws, you know, and I, I think that's, um, you know, where I see if you know yourself and you know your your quirks, let's call them quirks, flaws sound so judgmental, but you know, if we know what our quirks are and somebody embraces those quirks, um, you know, we know that we're in for the long haul and we're going to have that that successful um relationship. So what are some other insights? Um, you know, what what kind of let's do a myth busting session. What are some of the biggest things you hear and you go, oh, if only people knew this. <laughs> yeah. So while we're talking about, you know, doing the internal work, you don't have to do all your internal work before you start dating. You're always going to be a work in progress. You're always going to be getting to know yourself and reinventing yourself. And so that's a big myth is that people say, I'm not ready to date. I, you know, they want to go through 10 years of therapy and all of this before they're ready to date. And the truth is, there's a certain level of healing and growth that happens in relationship that you'll never get to if you're always just working on yourself. So you don't have to work on yourself until you're blue in the face <laughs> because everybody else out there is still a work in progress also. So you want to be doing the work all the time. Like I think the biggest thing that I would recommend people look for in a partner is a growth mindset and a growth mentality. And I think that's another thing that relates to business, right? If you're in business, you want to have this growth mindset that things are always changing and evolving and life is dynamic and you've got to be ready for that change. 
And so that's what we need in our relationships too, is to have a growth mindset, look for this growth mindset. Other myths, online dating doesn't work. That's a myth. One in three marriages today starts from an online introduction. Wow. So, yeah, so it is working for many people. But the problem with online dating is that it's oversaturated with the undateable. <laughs> um, I'll tell a quick story analogy. I used to work at a company that had a, um, a cafeteria downstairs when I worked at Royal Caribbean in Miami. And my friend would always get an egg white omelet. And it was because when they would do an egg white omelet, they would drop the egg whites and then they would dump the yolk in this vat of the rest of the eggs. So if you ordered regular eggs, it was actually oversaturated with yolk. And it was like this dark orange color and it was just kind of gross. Ew. And that's kind of how the dating pool is. It's like oversaturated with the people that keep failing at relationships and not being able to make it work or they're not looking for a relationship. So we have to recognize that when you're putting yourself out there, um, it is going to be oversaturated with undateable people. But let's not have a limiting belief that there's no good people out there. That's not true. There are good people out there. It's like you're looking for the needle in a haystack. And I tell my clients all the time, don't get distracted by the hay. <laughs> right? This guy sends you a bad picture. This one, you know, ghosts you. This one yells at you for something. Like, you can't let that run your life. You can't let that be everything. And again, that's why we've got to start with becoming self-aware and resilient to be able to brush it off. Go, oh, whatever. That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that I'm a loser just because this random guy online says I'm a loser. Um, what other myths? Let's see, that, that nobody's getting married today, that everybody's looking for hookups today. Yes, it's a lot. Like I said, it's kind of oversaturated with people that are in that space, but it's not true. I meet men and women that want to wait to have sex and want to wait for intimacy. I, I know it's out there. I, um, yeah, but we, we everything is energy, right? We've learned this now. Back when we learned about school and the cell, we learned that the electrons are going all over the place and bouncing around. And so this desk that my computer is on, my thoughts, my feelings, everything around us is energy. And so you want to be aware of what your energy is doing and what you're putting out there, because the energy signals that you're putting out there are like a beacon to attract something else. So I try to keep this as practical as I can, because my approach does go into the energetic and spiritual side of things, but it's not like you can go buy 20 crystals and all of a sudden manifest your ideal partner. <laughs> like, let's be real <laughs> and practical here. Um, but there is an energy that everyone is giving out that they're often not aware of. You know, they're more concerned with the right lipstick shade or 
you know, what they're wearing. And it's like, okay, yes, those things are important because we do size people up and make assumptions and decisions about people for those things. But those are not nearly as important as what you are radiating from your innermost self. Well, and, and I'll tie this back to business, but, uh, and, and I'll say this for dating, you know, I meet people and they say, oh, I seem to attract a type and I keep getting, you know, this creepy weirdo person. And it's like, you know, maybe look inside, see what energy, because I do believe business is energy just as much as, as, you know, personal relationships. But if you keep getting this weird energy, maybe look inside. And, you know, I think, all of us could be a little more self-aware. We could be looking at what energy we put in and and what we we take in. Um, the other thing I would say is, you know, just be mindful. And and this was the best advice I ever got in business, and I think it applies to relationships. Sense the energy, and if somebody drains you when you're having your first date. Um, probably not a good fit long term but if somebody energizes you then have a second date and see if that makes sense and and I say that in business as well because if somebody's draining you right out of the gate there's something off with the pairing of your energies whether you know not judging either to be different they're different but if you drain you know one of you is drained there's probably something wrong with that matching is that fair to say Yes, there's also another aspect of polarity, where someone that's very calming will often partner naturally and pair with someone that is more energetic. And so if someone is kind of like a anxious person by nature and like always on the go and fidgety, they would probably pair well with someone that calms them. Again, like you said, not someone that drains them. You don't want someone that's like draining all your energy. But if you're already super energized, you might not feel energized by that person. You might actually feel a sense of calm and a sense of peace and well-being. Um, and polarity exists in, in many ways. I hear a lot of times people that attract narcissists or someone that is controlling. It's usually the kind, sweet, people-pleasing, empathic people that are attracting that. And so you might think, well, I'm going to be very sweet and empathic and kind and nice, and I'll attract someone else that's that way. But if you're not super conscious and aware of everything going on in this mix, you will often attract the opposite of you. And so we have to be really careful of that and kind of find our middle ground, be someone that has softness and powerful boundaries at the same time. And when it comes to the masculine feminine aspect, this, you know, going back to the myths, this is massively misunderstood nowadays. People think that being feminine means being weak, which is so not true. There's massive power in our femininity. And, you know, if you're looking for a masculine guy that can take charge and make you feel small and protected and uh, someone that is on a mission in life and, and taking action and doing things. And, you know, if you want a male partner like that, you can't really show up 
competing with him in all those areas and being all of those same things. And this is why many successful independent women say, well, I intimidate men. And it's not necessarily that you're intimidating them. They're not afraid of you, but they're just not feeling the attraction because they're not seeing your feminine side. And so anybody and everybody has both a masculine and a feminine side. And I think a lot of us just have learned out of necessity and habit to turn off or tone down one of those sides. So I'll never tell a woman, you have to be more feminine or tell a guy, you have to be more masculine. It's a choice, but I want people to understand that what they are wanting to attract, they can't go and be that in the relationship because then you'll butt heads and be fighting over the same seat. And as it turns out in, in a love relationship, there's, there's two seats in the boat, one for the more masculine partner and one for the more feminine partner. And even in gay and queer relationships, I've seen this over and over again. I, I was just talking with a friend of mine who um, has identified as a lesbian for many years and was in a relationship and now she's seeking a man. And she's like, yeah, you're right. Like, my female partner was totally the masculine partner and, and I was the feminine. And it's interesting how we can even switch in different relationships sometimes. But one of the biggest mistakes that we can make is overcompensating for our partner. So if you're a man and you want a feminine partner, but she's not picking up the feminine role and you step in and take the feminine role, you're going to exacerbate the problem. So this is complicated and it could be triggering to people. And again, I'm not trying to make blanket statements and judgments about people. It's very nuanced, um, but it is something that most people don't really know much about anymore. Yeah. And it's important to know this because it's affecting your relationships, whether you realize it or not. Well, I love that. And honestly, Whitney, I could talk to you all day because I think I see so many parallels to what you and I both do. I mean, it's, it's a lot of very similar things. Now, um, I have two more questions. Question number one, how can people connect with you and, and get to know more about what you do? Uh, very easy, WhitneyCobrin.com. So my last name is K-O-B-R-I-N, if you're listening. Um, WhitneyCobrin.com, you can schedule a meeting with me. You can sign up for my mailing list. I also have an app. So if you search the app store and just search my name, Whitney Cobrin, it will come up um, and I have courses available and community and all that within this app, everything that you need to help you date successfully and find a great relationship. I love it. Love it. Um, and for those of you who are, who are single, I think Whitney brings a lot of hope. So thank you, Whitney. My final question, um, you are the expert at Whitney. Is there something I should have asked you? You're just dying to tell me and I didn't ask you already. <laughs> No, I don't think so. Um, something that I think a lot about, I heard this quote a while ago that there are no solutions, only trade-offs. And I kind of doubted the validity of this statement when I first heard it. And now I just keep finding it to be truer and truer and truer. And I recognize that I'm not perfect. And I don't teach my clients to be me. I had a client once that said, you know, I'm out dating and I'm always just thinking, what would Whitney do? And I'm like, no, don't be me. Like I have my flaws. I'm super patient. For example, I'm a very patient person. I could listen to people. It's part of my gift, 
but it could be bad because I can let things slide for too long. I can, you know, sometimes patience can be a double-edged sword. And I think for everybody, you know, your personality traits that you don't like, they serve you in some way, they're good, they're bad. So I just want to say that I'm not coming from any place of feeling like I'm better or more perfect because we all have our flaws and I certainly do as well. Our quirks, right? Quirks, yes. <laughs> my, my goal is to have enough money accumulated that I'm eccentric, not weird. So that that's my yes. goal in life. <laughs> that's a good one. I love it. <clears throat> Well, Whitney, I really want to thank you for taking time out of your day. And I think today this was a very valuable conversation for the single people in my audience. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. What a great opportunity. And I look forward to keeping in touch. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and we invite you to either click the link below or scan the QR code to register and listen to other episodes of our podcast. Or if you think your business or you would be a great guest to be on our show, we're always looking for experts in one of the nine elements of holistic wellness. We'd love to have you. You can either click the link below or you can scan the QR code and complete our speaker intake form. Thank you and to your wellness.